Good morning, Isolation Land! <laughs> I am Eric Portland, and this is a very special episode of Isolation Reflections, where we talk about the songs getting us through isolation. What makes it so special, you say? I you're saying it, but I can't hear you. But thank you for asking. Two things. It is the day after my birthday, so I just celebrated my 38th birthday. And... The guest today is once again someone sitting next to me, not on the telephone, and I'm so excited to say it is a glorious return from episode three called Divorce Pals. I have sitting next to me in the flesh, the one, the only, Courtney Rockentour. <sighs> a little review. <laughs> Hi, Court. Hi. A little review in case you don't know who Courtney is. She is, uh, firstly, my sole friend, but also my ex-wife. We were married for around 11 years and have known each other more than half of our lives. We've been divorced for like six or so years, five and a half, six, um, and we're still the best of pals, and for my birthday week, she did me the honor and the privilege of getting... COVID tested and taking precautions to come and visit me and be part of my life in isolation pod for this week. So thank you, Courtney, for doing that. You're welcome. I don't know how to respond. You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right. So this is a little different than other episodes, but I want to ask, like, how has your continued isolation experience been? And then kind of go into like how it has been this week. Um, it, I feel like it got a little, I don't want to I don't want to say like darker, but like more rote, like it just mm -hmm. felt the same. Um, so I was just feeling like that pressure of like working from home, um, rolling out of my bed, coffee, you know, and it's, and it's, I guess it's like that isolation has been like feeling more of the weight of capitalism. Mm. Like, so, like, that's kind of been, like, the next phase for me is yeah. is that. Well, and literally your whole life is your job in the sense of that, mm -hmm. that your desk is not even inches from your bed, <laughs> um, that you work at it all day, and then, like, you said you've been taking more smoke breaks. Oh, goodness. Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's been a nice thing about being here this week is that my lungs, not a, not a full detox but a cutback um smoking less um but yeah it's been like i really enjoyed being here up yeah. in portland this week and it I feel like it went really smoothly so yeah it's been really fun and like you've kind of gotten to visit some old haunts and see a couple old friends um and then like uh yeah see some old friends at a distance and like yeah and um, how has it been meeting all of my pod people? <laughs> it, well, I was really nervous. Like, I was super nervous. Like, I know, I know one of your other past guests, Lex. Um, but it was just, you know, it's that social scariness of, like, meeting new people who, like, 
one of your dearest friends is friends with and you're like will they like me you know Mm -hmm. and like what have they said about me like I think I said that to someone I was like I hope I live up to whatever they said (laughs) like on the first time meeting them so like I get I get real awkward real in a real vulnerable way real quick I just feel like it's best to did you get that out <laughs> but everyone was so excited to meet Courtney and uh yeah I can see that you being nervous like of like living up to what you were <laughs> and um yeah it's been really fun and it ha- I've I've really loved it like like there was a little bit of like it's hard because of isolation times like that you weren't able to do as close of things with like your old Portland friends because Courtney did live in Portland in case you need that more information um until like the last few years and then she moved back to Arizona but um I I felt a little bit guilty because I was like well your friends are going to be my friends this week because and like at least it was like my birthday week so I felt like justified. I could be justified in my selfishness <laughs> of like these are people that I've you know like they are approved under this yeah. thing and we have like I've shown you like the text conversations we have about making decisions about it's like one of the most beautiful things I've witnessed in like friend groups of like how y'all interact with each other and like take this seriously and it's so respectful and like this caring for each other it's yeah and like I knew that like for for all of your Portland friends to like to welcome me like there was like this there was like this respect between us like like we like i'm just assuming it was like this thought on their side of like we know you're doing what you can so we're we're willing you know to welcome you in and mm-hmm. so it was like it just it was very it was very open but in a safe way yeah which it was which is nice i love it and one of the first, it was the first night that um, Courtney met uh, some more of the group and also uh, met the person I've been dating. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe a future guest, we'll see. Uh, but uh, the person I'm dating after a little while, we, we me and Courtney were sharing stories. And um, this person, she said, uh, it's so weird to have two of you here. <laughs> <laughs> to me because it was like our stories were mirroring each other's even though we like hadn't shared like it was just us both like during isolation have both like geeked out flirting on instagram with celebrities that have no that we have no business trying to talk um, to oh, yeah. uh and we both had these stories mine has has since quit Instagram and it's now just labeled as Instagrammer. Oh. But the message still shows the message there, still remains. Which I have to tell you brings me relief because I was like, that's it's gone. It's it's gone. <laughs> it's gone into the in e- ether. Yeah. Ethernet. Um oh, I mine is Mae Martin and I have no I have no guilt in the fact that she responded a couple times. Yeah. And then I like went for broke at the end and asked her to be on the podcast. Then she stopped talking to me. Um, (laughs) But I want to echo what what was said about us. There being two of us because we call each other soul friends and that kind of thing. But just like like a month or so before 
you came out here, we have developed a new nickname that we have accepted for ourselves as well as other people have started to call us, and that is the... Is it like a drum roll? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, Drum roll. Shit twins. (laughs) (laughs) So, shit twins, and the name just really comes from this song so we'll play a little bit of this song this is shit twins by dads Listen to Shit Twins by Dads, and at the very end, me and my shit twin took a sip of our Rainier Tall Boys at the exact same time. Um, I, yeah, I think I, I really love this song, and it like, there's a lot of reasons I associate it with the two of us, and already was like starting to do that before we had adopted the name. Um, uh, I think just like it's like eight minute like emo epic format already like brings me back to um little known facts slash everyone who knows us knows this we've been to like over a hundred dashboard confessional shows and you're like surely that's just a exaggeration but surely we lost count around 100 yeah Uh, it's 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 closer to like 150 i would say at this point yeah it was a huge part of our relationship and like we saw many many other like emo bands um open for them and like kind of became obsessed when i hear this song like this is like from a different era of emo like but it's like a throwback to that kind of feel like i know that this would have been a band and a song that we like would have latched on to early in our time absolutely and i can even see i can like picture us like going to like a little like basement show here in portland yeah and like just being like a little little low ceiling yeah like i, I it's a great feel, like nostalgic feeling for like a band i've never seen live right it just has that vibe of all those kinds of bands and then lyrically what i love about it is like it definitely is about an ex couple like the it seems like very evident that through the lyrics it's about a couple that used to be a romantic couple and they're like still connected in a way mm-hmm. and they just can't quite figure it the fuck out like of what they're gonna Definitely. do and that's why they become like the shit twins as a title even though the shit twins is not in the lyrics at all um for me like some lyrics that stand out um there's a, like almost every verse has something there's talk of like the future and the future you see and the future you bring. And I think a lot of our conversations, even though we're in our own lives now, 
have become about like helping each other try to see the future um and then there's like like waiting for a response is the end of that part of like talking about the futures and i think we just kind of like we're we have a history of enabling each other <laughs> no no <laughs> and uh and i think sometimes we still lean on that and we're like well courtney will figure it out for me <laughs> Or, I don't even know how to respond to it. Because, like, if I have an idea, your response, and you do the same thing with me. <laughs> if we have an idea, we bring it to each other, just, like, for our own lives. Absolutely. And, like, the pers- other's response, like, tells us if it's, even if it's just, if like. If it's worth pursuing. Yeah. Like, well, that sounds pretty good. Or, like, oh, yes, dude, that sounds just like you. Like, yeah. That's. And then. That's true. I like that we, like, the standing outside your apartment, the chorus, and then the bridge, I think, is what really hits me. But, like, the chorus of, like, standing outside my apartment, um, just that you're here. Like, like this has been listening to this a lot in the last month. It's just, like, I can't leave your back, like, and yeah. I don't want you to leave. But, yeah, um, just being here and just kind of mouth open wide, like, whoa, this uh-huh. is in awe of, like, that this is still my greatest, like, connection that I've had in my life. Yeah. Um, and then the continuing, like in the bridge, it talks about where, where do you see yourself tomorrow? Do you worry each Wednesday when the week is almost over where you will sleep? Um, like neither of us have an issue of like having a home, but like you're still trying to figure out if you're coming back to Portland or where you're going to be. Yeah. There's this, there's this uncertainty of, of what the future mm-hmm. is it's there and it's, there's this vague like silhouette that i think each of us sees in our in our futures yeah um and it's just trying to figure out when do you start filling actually filling out the picture yeah um and then this next part is a part that really <laughs> gets me like um emotional and teary-eyed and i was like ready to cry when we were just listening to it um in verse four, it says, um, <laughs> now we're crying and laughing again. Um, I will not speak of the crash because it'll never be spoken of. <laughs> the history will never know what happened. It is never written about. If we never read about it, if we never talk about it, then no one will ever hear it. And it keeps saying no one will ever hear it. And like, the first line specifically makes me think of um, a very huge tragedy uh, that happened in the first year of knowing each other, yeah. um, uh, which was the um, death of Courtney's aunt uh, that we were very close to, and it was in a car crash. And um, so specifically, it makes me think of that and just how difficult that is to talk about. Um, Sorry. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, that I thought of that when I did I didn't it. know that was COVID. Um, but then even just like as it goes, like I don't only think of that. I just think of any, yeah. any hard, like dark thing that happened to us over our time. Yeah, definitely. Because um, that was like the first like hit of reality mm-hmm. um, in a very like young couple's world yeah. um you 
know, we weren't even married yet or anything. We weren't even engaged. Like, we'd just been together for a few months. Um, and that, like, solidified our connection, I think. And then... Yeah, I think that was a weird point in time for our couple-dumb relationship. And I think how we transitioned, like, it, it was a weird bringing us and bringing us together and also yeah. kind of pushing... Because there was just so much... I'm crying more too. Um, like kind of this like pushing each other away because it was just the weight of of that mm-hmm. was so much and like yeah. it, would, it was also something that just brought us together and it was like I didn't want like I kind of didn't want to keep going back to that well of that's what's bringing us together. Yeah. I think. I've done enough therapy over time to think that I'm pretty sure we were trauma bonded. Uh, Solid. Um, I'm no therapist, but I think we were trauma bonded. But then, yeah, it does make you think of like any other like hard thing, um, which there was plenty and there was plenty that we felt that we couldn't talk about. Um, that were difficult to talk about and that we had to kind of try to figure out on our own. And, uh, and so, yeah, I think that part really is hard. Cause it was just like some of the stuff is hard to talk about and we don't know how. Um, yeah. And then like, I think the outro, like, yeah. Do you want to say anything about that since I've been dominating? Well, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing two songs, so you can keep, you can keep on going. Well, just like, <laughs> It has, like, this thing of, like, in the song, it's, like, they, like, almost, like, try to hook up again, it sounds like, at a hotel room. Okay, I do have something to say. (laughs) (laughs) So, like... I'm not trying to hook up with you, I promise. I know. But I think, like, that was a weird... for, For us, it was, like, when we broke up, it was, like, well, we're lifetime people for each other. Mm -hmm. And it was that navigating, it wasn't necessarily like hooking up, but it was just that physical comfort mm-hmm. touch of a friend. And right. that's what I think of in, right. in the outro part. I think it is. Because it says we'll comfort each other like we used to in our time. And there has been like an awkward, some of the awkwardness of like trying to figure that out. Like yeah. how do we give each other physical comfort Yes. Um, with this past? And luckily like seems like people around us are very understanding of that, I would agree. of that stuff and if they're not we're pretty quick to kind of like let them go yeah yeah <laughs> or it doesn't work out um but i love that it's the hard part of like you say it'll be like the old days but it won't be the fucking old days um and that's just like the reality of the time we're in you know and that mm-hmm. we don't have the old days all right do you have anything else to say about shit twins? I I'm st- I'm just like when you when you came to me with that as like our nickname, I was like, yes, <laughs> that's it. Um, so I don't have anything really just cool. specific, but um, yeah, give me one of your songs. Um, so I, it's so funny that you you mentioned. I figured you were going there. <laughs> You're such a butt. <laughs> That you mentioned Dashboard Confessional, because, you know, after we wrapped up that previous episode, we were like, how did, how did we not mention Dashboard Mm -hmm. on this? Um, 
So I'm not going with Dashboard Confessional because I'm going with a quarantine song, but I'm going with Chris Caraba, Twin Forks. Okay. Back to you. Oh, back to you. Yeah. I would have gone a different song, but let's listen to Back to You by Twin Forks. <laughs> Twin Forks, which also features Chris Grava, the frontman of Dashboard Confession. Woo! A uh, little foot stomp in action. <laughs> yeah. At least in my head, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, and if if you're hearing it and you don't imagine foot stomping, yeah. I think something's a little off, off kilter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, that's like one of the reasons why I picked it is it's energetic and there's that sing-along community. Which is, like, which was, like, something that I miss about, like, concerts not being around. And it was such a big part, you know, of, like, our, like, history with Dashboard Confessional. is like, mm. going to these shows and singing along, like, singing as being actually very nice to, like, our... Our style <laughs> our, yeah, of our, yelling. Yeah. <laughs> Dashboard style of yelling. Yeah. The... Yeah, and we both were singing while we just listened like naturally i was singing and i was singing back up yeah yeah like just naturally like what we're supposed to do yeah yeah so it just it gets me it gets me going um and like for me now like there's not like a relationship like a romantic relationship involved in my like for me in that song Mm -hmm. it's like it's kind of like two things it's like you know because like coming back to portland is still so important to me so like i imagine that so there's a specific line for that um that jumps out at me um whistle past the graveyard even the dead deserve a song and i just think of the cemetery that's just mm-hmm. right over here i thought of it this time and listened to it yeah, yeah and i just like like i love like i just love that idea of like even the dead deserve a song but also, like, like it just invokes, like, Portland hmm. to me. Um, and, like, so there's that. And, like, the, the other thing for me is just, like, me loving myself. Like, I feel like I'm talking to myself hmm. so much and engaging. Back like, to who you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's been, like, this life-affirming hmm. song for me in that yeah. way. I mean, I also love that the first line is, I was young, so I forgot, um, which is a really great line. 
which was my place and which was not. And like, I think that to me, that makes me think of you and I, and just like, Mm -hmm. we didn't know, we didn't know what we were supposed to do or what, what love's supposed to look like or friendships or like marriage or anything. And Mm -hmm. so like, (laughs) and so we just thought we knew and we were young and we, so we forgot, like, we just don't know, like we didn't know yet. Um, and so, yeah, but there is like this, yeah. And there's this back, I like it. Like, I like, like to think of, um, the other one that I thought of. Yeah, where'd you think is, it? Where'd you think it was something go? we just know? Yeah, that was it. Was it was on? It was on the list. Something we just know is another Twin Forks song to check out. That I think of you when I hear it. Yeah. Uh, um, but it actually is more romantic than this one. So this is a better choice. <laughs> <laughs> no. So my other song is "Shake" by yeah. Jared Mees and the Grown Children. Okay. Perfect, yeah, I forgot that, yeah, perfect. I am trying to shake, 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 shake all these blues away. Only good thoughts can stay. Only good thoughts can stay. And I am trying to shake, 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 shake all these blues away. Only good thoughts can stay. Only good thoughts can stay. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Look at you with these feet stomping, positive vibe songs. I know. I guess that was the sad songs <laughs> of the two of us, of the shit twins. All right, tell me about Shake. Uh, um, yeah. Well, I think. The, the beautiful thing about this one, this song, is that, yes, positive vibes, but it's saying, I am trying to shake, mm-hmm. On, and only good thoughts can stay, and there, I think there's that facing of reality of, like, this is what I'm trying to do, trying to do yeah. and I'm just going to, like, you know, it's that acknowledgement in life of, like... It's not only good thoughts that are gonna stay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna press on, um, and it just also similar to the to the Twin Forks song, it just has that you know group sing along mm-hmm. feel, and I just like anytime I like play it you know alone in my room, all of a sudden I feel like I'm up on stage with this band, just kind of like just swaying around, and I can then I can start you know bouncing my feet it's but yeah you're right it's like it is one of those ones it's one of those rare happy sounding songs that actually like can help me feel better yeah versus like people are like cheer up listen to a happy song and i'm just like fuck you like i'm only gonna listen to a sad <laughs> song right now because that's how i feel yeah. but you're right it is because it's like it, i'm trying and it's it's so grounded in in sadness mm. and in reality like it's it's, it's through real, yeah it's throughout it um uh, the lyric um 
and I am trying to love what I'll, I'll have to leave, and I'm trying not to grieve prematurely. Yeah. And it's just this. It's it's I mean it's it's a it's a fucking heavy song. Yeah. Um. There's a, like echoing that. There's the part of like trying to burn down. I'm trying to burn burn down this lonely forest with a single song and sung in minor key but like just like burning down a forest is like so destructive Mm -hmm. but like it's because it's like this feeling feeling of loneliness is what it's representing in the song it's like like i just gotta get get rid of it so i'm gonna try to burn this down with like something that i can't even yeah you know yeah uh and this song particularly too i really loved and it's been around for a hot minute and like um and you're really the one who keeps reminding me of it. But, like, what's weird is I used to wear this song quite literally. Yes, you did. Um, because there's a shirt that had the lyric, uh, Only Good Thoughts Can Stay. Mm-hmm. And specifically, and echoing with why you like the song, is I would put that on. I don't know if you knew that. But I would put that on only when I would wake up super stressed out. Yes. I'd wake up and I'd be like, I'm having anxiety, I'm having depression, or, or just I'm not feeling well, or I'm not looking forward to something today or a conversation. And that's when I would wear that shirt. To the point where the person I was dating at the time, um, Caitlin, would uh, would be like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the collar. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, because it would, uh, yeah, cause it's like only good thoughts can say, like, really meant that I wasn't in a good spot. Yeah. But I'm trying. Yeah. And that's when I... That's when I put this song in. Song on is when I'm really not in a good spot. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, that's a thanks. Good one. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good songing. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you want to say in closing before we uh, continue to get ready to hang out with the pod again? Tonight? Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm super like, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, love. I don't know. I'm just always gonna encourage others to love other people. Um, mm-hmm. And however, you know, however that is for you, whether it's your super outgoing extrovert mm. and you know how to work, work it in that way, if you're a, a shy and introverted person, awkward and just own it, own who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, so, did you say whether you're Eric or me? Is that what you're saying? That is pretty much- <laughs> Which, no matter which no shit twin you, you are, own it. Own it. Find <laughs> your shit twin. Hold on to the relationships and the connections. Find ways to reform them. Yeah. To fit your life that that benefits you and benefits the other. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're a good example of of that. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll just close it out. Um, you guys, you can always listen to the full versions of any of the songs on the Spotify playlist. Isolation, Reflections, Podcast Songs. It's, oh man, I gotta come up with a shorter name for that playlist. But we love you guys. and So much. And um, I'll see you soon on the next episode of Isolation Reflections. Goodbye from the shit twins. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's the shy one. <laughs> <laughs>